Hi there, I'm Ben Pierce, and welcome to the Elevated You podcast, the podcast all about helping you in the tech world develop your professional skills. Each episode, we share the top tips, failures, and lived experiences of people thriving in the same world as you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's get going. Hi, folks, and welcome to the Elevated You podcast. My guest this week is someone that I describe as a very successful career changer. She had very different roles before she moved into the tech sector, where she now works at Microsoft as a cloud solution architect. So can I say a big hello to Jessica Ollen-Rawaju? Thank you so much, Ben. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm excited to share my journey with you all. Um, I am someone who started off my career journey as an economist, and now I'm a cloud solution architect at Microsoft, um, where I help ensure that our customers get the most out of our technology. Brilliant. Well, welcome to the podcast, Jessica. It's lovely to have you with us. Now, Jessica, one of the reasons I thought it would be great to speak to you today is because you've changed career and and you've moved into a technical role. And so not only is this great to hear from our regular listeners perspective, but also I'd encourage those listening to send this episode to anyone who might want to change to uh, you know a career in tech. And, and so from my perspective, I've observed a large gender imbalance, particularly in technical roles. Um, and so for our listeners today, if you know uh, a woman that is interested in working in tech, you know, send them the link to this podcast because Jessica is a huge inspiration uh, for anybody that might want to might wanna do the same. Well, right, enough. Yeah, enough. Jessica, could you introduce yourself properly? <laughs> Yes, definitely. So hi, everyone. Um, I'm Jessica. I started off my career as an economist on an internship at the Cabinet Office. Um, and now I currently work as a cloud solution architect at Microsoft, um, where I help to ensure that customers um, get the best out of our technology when they use it. So um, you're in tech now. You've mentioned there you were an economist at, at, at the uh, the Cabinet Office, I think you said. Could you dive into that a little bit? So before your life in tech, what sort of things were you doing and what was your path to getting you know, into that kind of career before you switched career into tech? Sure. So my first role outside of university was an internship as an economist for the cabinet office. Um, and through that, over the years, I then progressed into different leadership roles, um, such as a strategy lead. Um, and my roles involved working with policy, working with data and working with stakeholder engagement. Um, all three things which are quite key to what I'm actually doing now as a cloud solution architect. So I'm able to bring those skills with me. Um, in terms of before that, um, I was at university. I studied something very, very different from tech. I studied philosophy, politics, and economics. Um, I would say I'm very lucky in the sense that I enjoyed my degree. Um, whilst I was um, studying, I had other roles where I would complete, um, whether it's taking a gap year, um, or a year in industry, I worked in marketing. Um, and I think the long-term goal when I started university was that I was going to work within the United Nations and um, work within policy. So I'm very, very, I'm at a place where it's very different to what I thought I would be. Um, but I'm excited to share my journey and what I'm learning um, along the way. 
so, so that's really fascinating. So, so not a background in tech at all. You know, you did things that were completely different. Um, it sounds like there were some transferable skills, and maybe maybe we'll circle back on that a li- on that a little bit later. So, so I guess the question that springs to my mind then is: so, why would you want to change from doing what sounds really interesting to me? You know, being an economist in the in the cabinet office. Why would you want to change career and move into the tech world? Yes, so I enjoyed what I was doing as an economist and I enjoyed and appreciated the opportunity to apply the degree that I had um, attained. And if I'm completely transparent in terms of why I joined tech, it never started with the tech industry in mind. So I never had a particular role in tech that I said, oh, I wanted and I'm going to go after. I didn't know anyone who was, let's say, a software engineer, a UX, UI designer, all these great roles that I know about today. Um, My journey into tech started with me trying to understand myself a bit more um, after I had graduated university and attained a level of experience. Um, So this was essentially about three years ago, younger Jess. I think she was at a point where she wasn't sure what her future looked like in terms of her career. And it was a space that was very uncomfortable for her. almost made her sad sometimes because I usually have my goals set out um, and um, I usually go and execute them. So it took a level of me taking a step back and asking myself those simple yet very hard questions and being transparent with myself, such as questions such as, what do I enjoy? (laughs) Um, What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Um, What do I do that comes very easy to me, but to others it might take a lot more effort? Or vice versa, what takes me three hours, but will take maybe someone else 10 minutes Um, and really sitting myself down and asking those questions. And I think answering those questions, trying to find a level of alignment is what led me to discover different technical roles. And then through that, I learned about the tech industry and immersed myself into different communities. And here I am now as a CSA at Microsoft. And so practically, that sort of self-discovery you did, was there any frameworks that you used or was it just you sat down and thought, you know, with a black, a blank piece of paper and sort of sat there and thought and, and somehow ended up at tech? Or how did you get to that? Because you must have you know, either used a framework or you must have researched a bit about tech to understand that you were being pointed to tech. How, how did that work practically? Oh, so there was no framework in particular. Um, I think the framework was myself and others. Um, so I took I took a step back, asked myself those questions um, and tried to be as transparent as possible. I think I'm someone who tends to be very introspective. Um, so journaling that experience, I have a notion page where um, I've dedicated to like my career journey and I'll ask, ask myself those questions. Um, I also took personality tests. Um, So whether it's the Maya Briggs personality test, or I would literally be on Google at 2am saying personality tests for people who want to work in tech um, and trying to discover where I fit in. I think that was something that I was trying to understand as well. Um, I also bought a book, um, read different books, read different articles. One of the books that I actually um, bought was this book, which is Design Your Life. And it was by I think two guys at Google and it's essentially just trying to um, take inventory on where you are and trying to understand where you would like to go next with it. Um, And 
I think I got to a point where perhaps the introspection got a bit too heavy. So I was asking so many questions, but it was time to make a decision. Um, and I think that's where community mattered. So immersing myself in community, um, reaching out to a career coach and asking for help and their own insight. Um, so it was a lot of trial and error, if I'm honest, no framework. Um, the key thing was being resilient and being transparent and honest with myself and where I am and where I would like to be. And so um, you've sort of gone through that introspection, decided that tech might be the, the way forward for you. Um, what did you do about it next? What happened next? So through answering those questions, I think I got to a point where I understood what I wanted next was a technical role that was centered on building relationships with people. Um, so after I did that, I then took the step to define what I wanted. I think that was really key. So understanding, okay, what type of skills do I want to learn? Um, if I was to work within a company, what type of culture do I want to be a part of? Um, and after defining what I want wanted, I then took the next step of um, applying the, the skills and learning new skills. And I think that that step was important for me to essentially validate my ideas because what happens is you've answered those questions you have an idea of what could be um but taking the time to immerse myself in skills was allowed me to confirm if that was the case for me so for instance i started started off with exploring data engineering and that was a safe space for me to start off with because i had worked with data already um so i decided to do a certification in data engineering um, and through that i did discover that i could do it but in terms of how much I enjoyed it, um, it wasn't as in, as enjoyable as I thought it would be. So I kept on um, learning new skills and found the one that perhaps I enjoyed a bit more. Um, and after I did that, I immersed myself in communities um, as well. So um, being a part of communities such as Black Valley, Black Girls in Tech. And what was great about those communities is that um, I was able to learn from other people and through learning from the genius of others, I was able to understand what genius I had for myself, because what happens is you're so used to yourself because you've lived your, with yourself for your whole life um, that you what might be a strength or what might be a talent you don't see as a talent, but through being part of like, let's say a bootcamp and being able to contribute certain ideas and learn from other people, I was able to really affirm myself through that. And that's what I did next after asking myself those questions. Yeah, and and so the community, so, so Black Valley was a community that you were involved in, which was sort of running programs, wasn't it? I think to, to help mentor people, young black people in tech to sort of move yeah. them uh, and give them experience and give them network and give them skills. And I think also, if I remember rightly, you've worked with NEO, which is a, a, another great organisation doing those sorts of things as well. So there, there's quite a few communities out there that are actively trying to help people that maybe don't come from a tech background to, to move into the tech world. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and I think those communities are, have been pivotal for my journey. Um, I think it's been allowed me to learn more about myself, um, also offer support, um, things that I can share about what I've learned, I've been able to share in those communities. Um, whenever I have a question, it's always been a safe space for it to be answered, um, to reach out for support once I start the interview process or before I think of applying for something. Um, those communities have been um, amazing. So you've... Um... So you've gone through the journey, you've done your introspection, 
you've now started doing some certifications working out exactly what tech you've liked you've now got involved in a community some mentors and that kind of stuff and and you've started talking what came next what happened then so after that um in terms of so i've taken the introspection um i have learned these skills part of the community I think it was time to apply for roles now. Um, I think at this point, I had a better understanding of um, what I had to offer, what I wanted to learn, and um, what role would be best for me to achieve those um, goals in. Um, so that's what I did next, apply for roles. Yeah, and and I think at this point, we probably ought to say, you know, full disclosure. Um, so the, the way that you and I met Jessica was... At the time, I was working at Microsoft and I was in charge of hiring and recruitment for a lot of the cloud solution architects at Microsoft. Yes. Um, And so that's where our paths sort of cross. Now, as it happens, you've joined Microsoft and you're doing a great job and and I've left Microsoft and started Elevated You in this podcast and all of this sort of stuff. Um, But but that was where our paths cross. And I wonder if now what might be brilliant is if you give your perspective of the story of what you did as as an applicant um, moving into tech and then maybe I can share my side of the story as the hiring manager um, that was looking <laughs> for great talent coming into in into you know into a technical organization um, so, so do yeah. you want to share your perspective Jessica on how how you started applying for those jobs at that job at Microsoft and, and how it went from your perspective Yes. So how I knew about this current role that I'm in was when you posted on the Slack channel um, for Black Valley about the role. Um, And I read the role. It sounded very interesting. So I reached out to you and I was like, hi, (laughs) Um, thank you so much for posting this great role. Um, And I wanted to learn more. So I think we booked an introduction call. Um, You were able to share with me what the role entails, the world of cloud. You were able to share with me your story, your journey. Um, the culture at Microsoft, all of these things, which was really exciting for me um, to hear about. And when I came off the call, I just remember feeling very energized. Um, I had learned about this um, tech role, this technology, and also heard about your um, your journey within um, within tech. So I think after that, I think what I wanted to do was communicate what I had learned about myself, the strengths and what I had what I was able to offer. So I shared with you a cover letter, which kind of summarized, you know, a bit about my journey, my stories, my values, what I cared about, what I would be able to offer um, if I was accepted within this role. Um, and that's what kicked off um, my um, my journey in terms of applying for, for Microsoft. It's, it's brilliant. And it's, it's really interesting to hear you say that. So if I sort of share my, my perspective on that, so I think... I was doing a bit of mentoring at Black Valley. And so there was like the internal Slack channel wasn't there uh, at that community. And on there, I posted, hey, we're looking for people. Uh, you know, is anybody interested? Um, and then you reached out to me and we had a great conversation, much like the conversation we're just having now, really. All oh, right. What have you been up to? <laughs> How, how's it been? Go- you know, how's it going? Um, and I think the first thing is there is a lot of people uh, that work in tech that would like to see um, the diversity and representation around you know in the in the tech sector 
change, you know, and become more balanced in a, in a variety yeah. of different lenses, whether that's gender, whether that's race, whatever it might be. And so there's a lot of people that really want to do that. And so there's a lot of people that are in hiring positions that are actively trying um, to encourage that and, and, and develop that. So that's the first thing I think say to, to anybody is take heart. There's lots of people that are cheerleading for you, you know, for you to succeed and want you to be part of the organisation. And then I yeah. remember you jumping on the call and I was, you know, really impressed by your energy and your passion. <laughs> and then and then I remember um, you sent me this this one pager. You said you said a cover letter uh, and it was brilliant. And, and it was just um, it was very well laid out. It, it communicated really effectively. It was full of impact statements. It was and I was like, God, goodness me, you know, I wish half of my team could communicate in the way that, that, that Jessica <laughs> and all those things that you had developed and learned in your career so far in a uni and, and part of you. You know, I, I could see that is really transferable, you know, into working with customers in, in the tech sector. And so I got that and I was like, brilliant. We need um, we, we need to try and get Jess in for a, an, an interview loop. Um, and so do you want to then talk through perhaps your perspective on what it's like interviewing at a big company, you know, and 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 how that all went? Yes, yeah, sure. And even before I do that, just to touch on the value of community, it's when it comes to when it came to communicating everything that I'd learned about myself and the impact that I've already had within the industry and where I'd like to go on that cover letter. Um, something that was someone that was key to for me to create that was my mentor at Black Valley um, in terms of learning how he has gone through his career, communicating his strengths um, and his values. Um, and I wouldn't have learned this new way or of being able to communicate my transferable skills as concisely or even having that level of confidence in just communicating as authentically as I would like to. So I think most times people are used to the, let's say, the traditional cover letter of paragraph one, paragraph two, paragraph three, paragraph four. But in terms of being able to authentically communicate your values, perhaps in a more concise way, in a more creative way. That was something I was able to gain confidence in doing through having a mentor at Black Valley. So if you're someone who is looking to transition into tech, I would definitely say um, community is something that would be beneficial to your journey. Completely agree. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, interviews. So how, how did it go? They're the bit that people are like, oh, no, interviews. <laughs> Yeah. So how how did that go? You know, big corporate company. How, mm. how, how did that go? So the interview process was um, very rigorous. And what I mean by that is there are multiple different rounds. And what's essentially happening is they want to understand you and know you on different levels. So you would expect like a general screening call. You would expect like a manager interview, a technical interview, a presentation um, interview. Um, but at the same time, for me, my interview processes did go smoothly. And the reason why they did is because of the amount of preparation that I had and also the amount of support I reached out um, from my community to receive. Um, so in terms of preparing for an interview, I spent loads of hours making sure I had completed the research, understood the technology, being able to complete the presentations. Um, but there were moments in terms of like in various interview rounds where I might hit a roadblock of it might be self-doubt or it might be trying to understand um, a technical side of things. So I remember actually reaching out to you when it was time to prepare for my presentation. And I think we had to, um, for the presentation, it was um, a technical presentation. 
And I reached out to you because I wanted to be as transparent as possible that, you know, I'm coming from a non-technical background. Um, so I want to speak about the technology, um, but at the same time, I want to speak from it from a place of confidence um, and at the same time, not knowing everything. So I was trying to understand what was expected for someone who was transitioning when it comes to speaking about tech and when they're being assessed. Um, so having the opportunity to be affirmed by yourself um, and other people that have reached out to my community that, you know, um, the information that I had was okay. It was of a substantial amount and I was doing well was really helpful. Um, so to provide tips to someone who was completing an interview, um, what I would say is number one, um, you can create your own interviews. And what I mean by that is the interviews doesn't have to start once you receive that job, um, that when you, once you start that job application. It could start from when you reach out to um, demonstrate your interest. So I think perhaps for me, my interview process probably started once I reached out to Ben in terms of communicating what my strengths was and communicating my interests. And through cultivating that relationship before the formal interview, I was able to perhaps reach out to, you know, um, confirm information that I, was, I wanted to share or input in my presentation to see if it would go well. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. And I would say, you know, there are times where where hiring managers um, need to hire people that have got the functional skills to do the thing that needs to be done quickly, you know, and you're hiring a seasoned te technical pro. Um, and there are times where managers have the opportunity to hire for potential to, you know, for somebody to grow into one of those seasoned pro type roles. Um, and, and that's, I think, sometimes what people, you know, candidates are good to remember, you know, hiring managers often have the opportunity to look for potential not just funk you know the the ability to do the job r right now and therefore of course what we'd expect from a technical presentation would be very different for somebody who is a career changer versus somebody that has been working with the product for 20 years for example um, and it's also, I think we should just say, uh, of course, I didn't do that interview, you know, so I'd, I'd helped you with a few pointers, but I didn't run any of those presentation interviews or anything like that. They were all run by other people as part of the standard Microsoft process. Don't want to think anybody was thinking we were rigging it. <laughs> yes, no, definitely. Um, I think, um, yeah, definitely. Exactly that. So the interviews weren't perhaps as scary as, as you know, sometimes we thought they, you know, they could be. They, they, the interviews were okay? Yes. So in terms of how I felt, I think I was always nervous. Um, <laughs> I think I was always nervous when it came to interview, um, but I still did it anyways. And I think what perhaps helped with my nerves was preparation um, and being as authentic as I can. So I think before I got to the interview stages, I had done a lot of work in terms of ensuring that um, I was aligned to the role, that I was part of a company that had similar cultures to myself. So when it came to answering those questions, I could be as authentic as possible. And it didn't feel like I had to be someone else, which made the process much more easier. In terms of the nerves, the nerves are always going to be there for someone like myself because I want to do well. Um, but with preparation, with support, with um, being transparent and being my authentic self, I think that's something that um, helped me through the process. So you, you made it through the interviews. What's it been like? You know, you're onboarding. How long have you been in role now? 
So I have been in my role just over a year. <laughs> right. So what's that first year, you know, sort of to reflect on that first year, what's that, I guess, transitionary year been like? Yes. So it's been enlightening. Um, I've learned so, so much and I'm so grateful for it. I've learned new skills. Um, I've been able to um, shadow um, people, shadow my peers, um, shadow people who have come before me who are more senior and gain new technical skills um, and general skills from that. So it's been a very much enlightening process, which I've loved. And has it been easy or has it been hard or how would you describe that? <laughs> so it's been hard. So it's been hard, but it's been enjoyable. It's okay. been hard, but it's been enjoyable. So the best way I'll describe it, it's been a roller coaster. So I have days where I feel like I'm on top of the world and I know what I'm doing um, or what, yeah, and I know what I'm doing. And then I have days where I'm questioning myself so much in terms of my abilities. Um, am I doing the right thing? Um, am I growing as fast as I should be? Um, so I think it's definitely been an emotional roller coaster of up and down, um, particularly um, once I passed the six month stage where I felt like I wanted to, where I felt like I perhaps should know more or should feel more settled. Um, yeah, that's when the roller coaster kicked in. <laughs> so, so what would you call out as the the highlights um, of? Uh... Uh, the, the year what would be you know for people that are you know thinking of changing career what have been the real highlights for you in that first year so the highlights for me in my first year has been the people um the relationships that I've been able to build within my team and outside of my team um when it comes to learning about the technology and the business um a second highlight would be um going from a position where I had a little understanding to where I had enough understanding to either lead a presentation or offer a solution. I think those moments are very affirming for myself. Um, so for instance, like a quick story is when I joined maybe the first week, I would be in conversations that I probably understood 10% of it. And <laughs> at the end of each conversation, I would have had like a list of acronyms that I would go away research what they mean, research the technology around it, um, and then save it to my OneNote. And um, fast forward to where I am now, I still have acronyms that I don't understand, but I'm in a position where I'm able to follow those conversations that once felt perhaps um, difficult or intimidating, but now I'm able not only to follow those conversations, but sometimes feel like I could ask questions or maybe even perhaps contribute. So I think looking at that um, growth um, is something that's always been a highlight for me and those affirming moments are really special brilliant love it and and perhaps we could talk about a bit of balance have there have there been any any low lights any difficult times <laughs> yes yes there, there has been there has been if i'm completely transparent um if i was one that comes to mind would be perhaps um earlier on this year i think once as i mentioned once i think in most roles, the advice is that once you're six months in, you will feel settled. And that's what I think I, at the back of my mind, expected subconsciously. I didn't know. Um, but if I look back at it, being in a new industry, a new role, um, a new company, um, having that six month expectation of when you feel settled perhaps isn't as realistic 
Um, and I think once I had hit that six months mark, I was a bit more difficult on myself in terms of um, feeling like I perhaps needed to grow faster or understood, understand things a bit better. Um, so I had complete, I was in my, in the process of completing my second certification. Um, and I didn't pass the first time round and I didn't pass the second time round. And I think with, but I passed on the third time round. And I think with each time I didn't pass, if I'm transparent with myself, I did experience a knock in my confidence. And to be reflective about it now, I think the reason why is what I was assessing to be a success was perhaps the outcome of the exam rather than the progress I was making. Because when I look back on it, with each exam I did, although I may not have passed, my scores either doubled or increased drastically. And that is success, that is growth. But I was just trying to get the certification out the way so I can like, you know, do other things that I felt like I should be doing in someone who has been six months within the role. Um, so I think that was a point that was a bit low for me in terms of confidence um yeah <laughs> yeah no and, and it's interesting wasn't it because we were I, I just happened to be talking to you about that time and actually we were thinking about getting you on as a guest weren't we and originally we were talking about getting you on to a pe- uh, as a guest onto the podcast to sort of talk about this a couple of months ago actually um but but and I think it, you know you were happy to share that that actually it did knock your confidence a bit and actually you didn't feel like coming on a podcast and talking about <laughs> the journey that you'd been on when you just failed that pesky exam for a second time and didn't feel like that you were in a position to be able to share all these sorts of stories yes exactly exactly um I think when you reached out to me I remember thinking this is a great opportunity and I felt like I knew so many women within my community at Microsoft and outside of Microsoft Microsoft who would be perfect for the podcast anyone but me at the time and I think that was a reflection of perhaps how low my confidence was at the moment um at that time um and now I'm on the podcast um, and it just shows like a a visual representation of what this roller coaster has been so much so that I didn't feel like I could be on podcast and now I'm on the podcast um, and I feel comfortable to be on here. So, yeah. Brilliant. Well, do you know what? It is It is wonderful to hear your story. It's lovely to have been just a small part of it. And it's great to see the growth that you're going through. And, you know, as your career grows, uh, it, it, it's amazing to see. Um, and, and do you know what? We've been talking for oh, oh, it's, oh, half an hour gone. So we're almost at the end of the episode. So um, I wonder, is, is, is there any key takeaways, anything that you'd like to just finish up with uh, sharing as as key takeaways to those that are listening? So if you're someone who is looking to transition into tech um, or you've been thinking about it a while or it's something that you're thinking about now, um, a tip that I would give is um, number one, I would say define, define what it is that you want. So define what gold is for you because what you'll discover is there are so many roles within tech there are so many amazing companies and I haven't met you, but I believe in you and you you have the capacity to a- attain multiple of those roles. But how you'll be able to um, decipher which role is for you is by understanding what exactly it is that you want um, and, where, and how you would like to grow. Um, and the second thing I would recommend is community. Um, community before you start, community whilst you're applying, community after you finish applying. Um, I think in life, there are so many journeys that we get to do by ourselves. 
um, some which are hard, but transitioning into tech is one of those journeys that you don't have to do alone. Um, it's an opportunity for you to help other people whilst you're journey, journeying um, and also to receive support and clarity whilst you um, attain those goals that you set out for yourself. Brilliant. Great advice. Great advice. Thank you so much for, for sharing that with us, Jessica. Absolutely brilliant. Now, um, for, for anybody that'd like to get in touch with you, um, wh where's the best place to, to get in touch with you? Yes, LinkedIn. Um, feel free to send me a message if you have a question. Um, I would love to you know support you on your journey, answer questions um, and share more of my, my journey with you. Well, Jessica, it's been wonderful to have you with us. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ben. I really appreciate this opportunity. So there we have it. Thanks for listening. Please do subscribe to the podcast and rate the show. It really helps spread the word. And check out our technical storytelling program to help build your influencing and leadership skills. 